0: Welcome back to The Spinner Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, the home of everything indie. I'm Monty, and today we have a review of the latest album by Halfway, Lavender. But first, let's listen to the song "Never Mind" by 4th Wanderers off their latest South titled debut album. And of course, that was the song "Never Mind," Off, the new album that came out today from the band Fourth Wanderers. Fourth Wanderers are a new indie rock band that I found myself really enjoying recently. They really appeal to the pavement and real estate side of indie rock and really the 90s revivalist indie rock scene that's currently going on to a lesser extent than a lot of other indie revivalist scenes. But it's still there with bands like Snail Mail, which I've been really a big fan of this past year. They've been releasing consistently fantastic music, and I just love their college rock, summer tinge style of presentation. It's truly refreshing. And you know what's also refreshing? Our Facebook page and website, if you want to keep up with my thoughts on music, get suggestions for music, and become a fan of The Spin Room, please like us at www.facebook.com slash thespinroomhillsdale. Our website is also up there, as well as links to my RWAM, Rate Your Music site, if you truly want a full, immersive experience with my reviews and opinions on music. You won't regret it. With that said, let's get into the latest music news, which is much more interesting than most weeks on this show. Especially in regards with a certain Chicago yeah. rapper that I'm playing at this very moment in the background. And you say, City. Shot City. I'm calling Donald Trump. Anyways, 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 anyways. Okay, I had to do that. But anyways, so on April 25th, Kanye West tweeted a picture of him with a signed MAGA Trump hat. Then Kanye decided to tweet out another picture just of the hat itself this time. He wasn't wearing it. Then he talked about Kanye 2024, implying Trump was going to get a second term. And then the following, which was retweeted by the sitting president of the United States himself, Kanye said... And it begs the question again, what timeline are we living in when Donald Trump is retweeting Kanye West and Donald Trump himself as president? But anyways, Kanye tweeted this. You don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We're both dragon energy. He's my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. Kanye has talked a lot about being an individual recently, if you've watched any of his interviews. Trump retweeted this, as I stated before, with the line, Wow, Kanye, very cool. Kanye got lots of backlash for this. Late night TV roasted him. People thought he was joking. People thought he was crazy, like legitimately crazy. People were just upset in general. How could Kanye West tweet anything positive about Donald Trump? The guy who said Bush didn't care about black people. Wow, it seemed like a complete reversal of Kanye's positions. And people were just going insane about this. This was incredibly important. Chance the Rapper, possibly the most well-known rapper out of Chicago right now, besides Kanye West tweeted in response that black people didn't have to be Democrats in defense of Kanye. This caused people to get mad at Chance the Rapper afterwards, and people assumed Chance was supporting Trump as well, just in a de facto sort of way. All while this was going on, conservative dads and musical purists who somehow think rap is destroying culture changed their opinion on Kanye West overnight, who was basically seen as the patron saint of rap sin before this. Charlie Kirk even posted a picture of his smug face with the wrong lyrics to a Kanye song, and Fox News started loving Jesus and Kanye in general, and someone drew a absolutely atrocious picture of Kanye with Trump and Pepe the Frog that I think made it to the top of R slash The Donald because they're obsessed with old memes that will never die. At this point, the sitting president of the United States praised Chance the Rapper as well with the following tweeted out. Kanye West has performed a great service to the black community. Big things are happening, and eyes are being opened for the first times in decades. Legacy stuff. Thank you to Chance and Dr. Daryl Scott. They really get it. Lowest black and Hispanic unemployment in history. Chance then fired back at this because his fans were really upset, and he was quite upset as well, basically saying that Trump was a racist and supporting him would be stupid and that he was only supporting Kanye and the fact that Kanye could have differing opinions from the rest of you know the culture that Kanye is involved in rap. Kanye has also teased a number of collaborations with the following in this tweet storm, so lots of Kanye music is actually coming up. A.S.P. Rocky, Little Uzi Vert, Travis Scott, and he's forming a new band apparently called Kids See Ghost of Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi, you may have remembered a uh, about what three years ago now released a wonderful album called "Speeding Bullet to Heaven," and it just it was absolutely fantastic. I can't stress that enough. "Speeding Bullet to Heaven." Oh man, we're gonna play Confused right now because it's just so good. High art right here. I hope this is what Kids See Ghost sounds like. I truly do. Truly. I'm not sure how long I can play this song for, but you get the point, right? This is uh yeah, this is truly interesting. All right, that's that's enough of that. But Speeding Bolt to Heaven was an absolutely god awful album, and Kid Cudi has really fallen off the map since 2010. He was releasing good music before then, like really psychedelic rap music, and now he's just releasing garbage like what you were just listening to, which is actually, according to RYM, which is, again, a database of people who rate music, one of the worst albums ever released. Check that out. Uh, Angelic to the Core, which Corey Feldman also released this decade, is also up there with Speeding Bolt to Heaven, but really this is just a—it's a massive joke of an album. It's insane to think about. So yeah, that's coming out, but I'm actually quite interested in seeing what comes out of that. And then Kanye apparently also has a solo album coming out June 1st that has seven tracks on it. So it's a busy week for Kanye, to say the least. Uh, And I'm just a huge fan of Kanye. I really am. Kanye's been one of my favorite rappers this decade. I originally thought that he was quite overrated. But then I listened to 808s and Heartbreak, which is a fantastic album. It's completely underrated in terms of how it's stylized. We're gonna play a song from 808s and Heartbreak right now. This is Heartless. You may remember this from 2008. Like, people made fun of him back then for this. Like, they were like, oh, Kanye's using auto tune. That's unprofessional. That's stupid. And then Bonnie uh, bon Vera started using auto tune, and everybody loved it. That's How enough of me rambling over so the song. How could you be so cold as the winner win win a breeze show? Just remember that you talking to me though. You need to watch the way you're talking to me, oh. I mean after all the things that we're Anyways, think, that's though, enough of I mean, Kanye for right now. We should move on to some other music news that's prevalent. So ABBA. So Abba has not been a band since the early eighties when they broke up last, but they're apparently reforming and they're releasing new music in December of this year which is a while away and I assume they're releasing it then so they can be make more money maybe off Christmas sales but anyways they have a single coming out and it's called I Still Have Faith in You. Back in the 70s ABBA was really a sensation they released consistently good disco pop music that I think a lot of people are afraid to admit they like because it's just so sugary but ABBA is quite fantastic they've had a couple of really great pop albums and dancing queen is unironically a fantastic song i don't know how anybody could dislike it so in other news janelle Monet has released her new album dirty computer it is out today via atlantic records her neo soul and art pop sound has made a big impact at the start of this decade with her album the arch android especially her new album is up on spotify other releases have come out as well Dark Dream Pop artist Grouper has also released her new album today. It's called Grid of Points, and it's apparently quite good. It was released via Cranky. Check that out. Also, be sure to check out the new Speedy Ortiz album, Twerp Verse. The new and finally released Post Malone album, Bongs and Bantleys. You may remember that was delayed till this year. And the new DMA's album, For Now. DMA's are fantastic Britpop revivalists. They've just been doing some fantastic things in the music industry lately. I really loved their last album that was released back in 2016 when I was a freshman. I remember listening to it. And really enjoyable thing that's been going on recently for me is a lot of the artists that I listened to back in 2016, when I really got into reviewing music are now releasing albums on two-year-long cycles so I can go back and really have retrospective reviews. And that's something you're about to hear right now is my review of an al- or an artist who I truly enjoyed back in 2016, Halfwave. Halfwave released one of my favorite albums. I think it was my second favorite album of 2016, Probable Depths. But we'll get into my thoughts on that a bit more as we go on in the review. But first, to start off the review of Halfwave's new album, Lavender, we're going to play a song off the album called Torches, and here it is. Are these torches meant to fill the unending silence? Are these gods in the fields on a stretch of highway? The bride. That was the song Torches off the new Half-Wave album Lavender. And you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM with me, Monty. So as I was saying before, Half-Wave released one of my favorite records in 2016, Probable Depths, to little critical attention. Nobody was really paying attention to Half-Wave at this point. They were playing at very small bars across America. And Pitchfork had not picked up on them yet. The record, though, was an extremely beautifully lush example of female-fronted art electronica that was as intricate as it was delicate. Probable depths had a beautiful flow. Each song formed into something of its own. It was deeply inspired, drawing influence from people like and Heap, Kate Bush, St. Vincent. It was deeply interesting and a great take on a genre which had all but reached critical mass at the time of its release, and that is electronic art pop. You had artists like Grimes, who in 2015 released Art Angels to critical acclaim, despite the fact that it wasn't that great of an album, in my personal opinion. But with Probable Depths, it was just so intricate, so detailed, so wonderfully surface-level glistening. But underneath as well, they had a lot of instruments to back that up. And we're going to play a song from Probable Depths later. But Lavender is a different album. And in my opinion, it's quite lacking in comparison with Probable Depths despite the fact that it has received far more hype than Probable Depths ever had by the mainstream reviewing industry, Pitchfork has picked this up massively. And I don't know why. I assume it's because Halfwave was signed to a more major label in indie recently and Probable Depths was released basically as a self-release more than anything. But, I feel like people have jumped on Halfwave a bit too late here. I'm not saying they don't have the talent to release any other fantastic 9 out of 10 record. I completely believe that they do and Lavender is not a bad album by any standard. The issue of Lavender is basically this. There's not a lot of memorable songs on the album. The songs that are memorable are just sort of middling. The instrumentals are not very intricate. It's very subdued in terms of how the music is presented, and it just feels like such a walk in the park for the band rather than something that's trying to push an envelope. Halfwave really have nothing to prove of this album for some reason, even though they have plenty to prove. This is their critical debut, And I really, really wish that they would have gone a more arty direction with this. Rather, and it really comes down to the fact that I feel like because of this, Lavender feels like just a normal dream pop album. There's nothing too fantastic about it. There's nothing too bad about it. It's quite contemporary. There's nothing that's going to stick out and be like, wow, this album is bad. Because again, it's not a bad record by any standard. It's quite good. It's quite above the middling average. But for Halfwave, it just feels like a step back. Like again, a walk in the park. Not really presenting anything, pushing the envelope, not really doing anything worthy of me going back and listening to it again and again and again. I can't even pick out a song that I think is my favorite off this record. The songs are just entirely consistent in a middling sense of being like 7 out of 10 or 6 out of 10. The result is just an album that I think is pretty forgettable. So anyways, we're going to play some songs off Lavender right now, some more songs off it, to really give you an idea of what the album sounds like in its whole here is the song Parts by Half off the album Lavender, which we are reviewing right now. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm still i trying to be brave and So you hear how the drums are sort of intricate there, but overall the song is just middling. It doesn't really feel... It doesn't feel like there's that much of a life behind it. And it feels like there's some sort of aesthetic going there that works quite well. And it truly does. Half-Wave has developed this aesthetic over time and has refined it here, but has refined it a bit too much to the point where it feels commercial. It feels like a commercial debut into the limelight more than anything else. And I truly wish that Half-Wave would have worked on what they did best, which was intricate instrumentalization and songs that really float in such a progressive manner, this just feels like they're, again, taking a walk in the park. And it also sounds like this. This is something that bothered me through the whole album. It's just, it sounds like something Lana Del Rey would make. It sounds like Lana Del Rey made a collab album of St. Vincent and this was the result. That's not anything bad because I actually think that would result in a quite great album. However... It doesn't really work here in context of Halfwave, which is so experimental, has a Radiohead-esque aspect to it of just going outside the lines consistently, yet releasing stuff that's catchy and interesting. And so we're going to play another song off Lavender that really, I think, aims at being sort of Kate Bush-esque. And that song is called Indie Evening. It's quite good. It's one of my favorite cuts from the album. I think it's one of the best cuts from the album, actually. Maybe the best. So here it is right now. Here is in the evening by a Half Wave, and you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. influence really going on with that song in context there's a lot of Joanna Neustrom in the vocal production and not just the vocal production but I believe the vocal presentation as well you also have a Kate Bush style going on along with that and then there's sort of a overlying Sufjan Stevens age of ads aspect to that song which really makes it one of my favorite cuts off the record and it's, it's my favorite cut off the record because it uses those keyboards to create something that I think Halfwave doesn't really do over the course of Lavender, which is create something that sounds progressive. I mentioned before that with Probable Depths, that album is incredibly progressive. It moves in a progressive manner. All the songs sort of flow into one another, and all the songs sort of grow and develop and build and don't just stick in an area that it's quite middling. And with that song, it does that the least amount on the songs of Lavender, which do that quite often. So we're going to play a track off Probable Heights right now, and that track is Turn Me Around, which is by far my favorite song. I mentioned Demog Heat before this. I think that's how you pronounce her name. This song sounds like that, but done in an artful way and done in such a wonderful, artful way that this was actually probably my favorite song from 2016 outside of what Radiohead was releasing. So here's the song Turn Me Around by Halfway Off their sophomore album Probable Depths from 2016. Here it is. That song truly reminds me of Kate Bush, but it also is just such a wonderful side of Halfway that I believe Lavender is absolutely missing, which is unfortunate because Lavender itself could have been a great album. There's plenty of ways you can present yourself or present your image as a band in a more subdued manner than previously. So that you can really work of your instrumentalization so that it highlights the points of atmosphere that make your music important. And Lavender really does that as an album quite often, but it doesn't do it often enough. And the majority of the songs on here, as a result, just feel underdeveloped, undercreated, and it feels more, again, like a commercial debut rather than an artistic step in the relevancy for Halfwave. The songs are very atmospheric, bordering on dream pop at times, but far more subdued and caged than before. The songs don't have room to really run. And the electropop influence also runs more deep with Lavender which I don't really care for. Many of the songs are forgettable, but not bad by any means, so really this is, again, a middling element. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Listen to it, enjoy it. Halfwave has some fantastic material, and I think this is something to be enjoyed. That's going to do it for us today on the Spearman Radio Free Hostile, 101.7 FM. I'm Monsi, and today we reviewed Lavender by Halfwave. We gave it a 7 out of 10 please check us out on Facebook at www.facebook slash Hillsdale. We have plenty of great content there. And also, check us out on SoundCloud. You can stream all of our old episodes. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week for our last episode of the semester.